What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to screenshot this screenshot, screenshot a screenshot of you. I swear every time, like I don't remember how to phrase it. Screenshot this if you're listening on your phone, post it on your IG story, tag me, I'll repost, or take, if you're listening in your car, on your TV, on your iPad, on your mysterious device, take an aesthetic boomerang or photo and tag me as well. I would love to repost and I love seeing who listens and I know there's some of you that listen or maybe even watch my videos and never really like authentic and never comment or anything, but just so y'all know, I really appreciate the comments and not i mean i appreciate it in a just like thank you for commenting way but also like i love especially with my podcast audience how we can have discussions and how you guys you know will message me some of you will message me and you know just tell me if something related to you or if you had your own story or thoughts or opinions about whatever you know i had been talking about because I really feel like it's a conversation and I feel like especially because I do this podcast just by myself, having your guys's like feedback and input and thoughts and experiences and story times are all the more special to me. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I've been trying to have more conversations on Instagram, like not in, not necessarily in messages, but just in general, like you guys know, I've been doing the um, I don't know, just like different topics in the questions thing, like, oh, what's the tea or like what realizations have you had? And it's just cool to see people like when I repost stuff, like people, I don't know, it's just like one big conversation kind of, you know, does that make sense? I'm not like saying exactly how I want to say it, but you get the vibe. Um, so I just really appreciate that. And I also just want to say shout out to me. <laughs> Dude, I just feel like for the longest time, pretty much before this year, I feel like I started, real started this year, right? But before this year, I was just like not using Instagram like to the fullest capacity because it was weird. Like, you know, those few years, I think it was like 2017 when they changed the algorithm to not being... um, 27, I think it was 20, 2016 or 2017, they started IG stories and then they changed the algorithm so it was not in chronological order. And like for the longest time, I just kept trying to use IG like I had pre-2016 in the sense of just like posting pics and that's it and like replying to comments, that's it. Um, and now I just feel, especially over the past few months, I feel like I've really... It's not, I don't know, it's not like it's perfect and like amazing yet, but I feel like I've really transformed, at least I feel like I've really transformed the way I use Instagram and I've just been trying to like use it as like a tool and I just, I don't know, I used to just put so much emphasis on like, oh, I need to take photos, like a productive day for me looks like taking a bunch of Instagram photos and like, I don't know, that just wasn't working for me. Like for some people that really still works, like that worked for me back in the day, but um treating it as a tool and not just like a place to get likes on photos I don't know it's just been very rewarding and I think I'm really thinking of it right now because I was looking back in like my archive because I did a little like oh post a photo of you like one year ago today so I was looking at my archive and even just a year ago on that specific day and like I don't know all the ones that I watched from like that week of November 2020 I had just posted like two, three things on my story a day. And I'm like, I can't even imagine doing that now. Like, obviously, you know, some days are just going to be like that because life gets in the way or whatever. But like, I do not, these days I do not consistently post only like three stories. Like my stories, if my stories are not like getting to the point of being dots at the top, I am like, it was not a fulfilling day. And it's not. I'm sure you know what I mean, but just to clarify, that's not to say like, oh, I need to post everything I'm doing all the time. It's like, No, like, I want to be able to, you know, post little things like, oh, what's the tea, you guys? Like, I don't know, ask me questions. You know, let's talk. What are your thoughts on this? Um, And just not, like, keeping you guys engaged, but, like, y'all are keeping me engaged, you know? It's just, yeah. So, just an interesting realization. And I have been aware of that and, like, oh, 
you know, I'm actually like using IG how you're supposed to. You're not supposed to, you know, I don't know how I want to be. Um, and then seeing that the archive of like only three posts in a day, I was like, what? What would I even do all day? Take Instagram photos? <laughs> Literally. Um, so that's just to say consistency is really key. And I've just been having to remind myself of that. Um, and especially for someone who's like, very stuck in who can be very stuck in their routine and like what they know sometimes it's hard for me to like break break routines um so like consistency and like being willing to change and like I'm talking about specifically social media and like IG um but just like life in general too you know anyway how are y'all doing it is Thanksgiving I believe the day that I am posting this so happy Thanksgiving. Maybe I'll post this early. I don't know. Happy Thanksgiving if you're in the United States. Hopefully you are spending this day and this weekend with loved ones or at least, you know, people that you can tolerate. If not, I wish you luck. I would recommend you follow some of the therapists that I follow on IG of like tips on, you know, dealing with family members through the holidays and, you know, like difficult family members and things like that. I definitely follow a lot of pages a lot of pages that have been posting a lot of like good tips and whatnot um if you are not with family hopefully you can be with friends and if you're by yourself hopefully you just take this day to treat yourself for this weekend to treat yourself eat some yummy food and just really chill because bitch you deserve it this time of year can be really hectic shout out to all the bitches in school right now i know my friends that are in school you know and even just comments from you guys like bitches be busy and it gets a little crazy. So take time for self-care. Even if you're not in school, you know, it's just a busy time of year in general. And just kind of that like overall vibe of the year. Not even like necessarily the holidays and whatnot, but also just the new year coming. And, you know, people are kind of, I know I always feel around this time of year, like, um, like, let's, it's like, fuck, I'm trying to like get everything. It's like, get everything done. I didn't finish in the rest of the year, you know? So so true <laughs> so hopefully we can take some time to chill and relax last week was really it was just like hard emotionally i'm gonna blame it on the full moon i really think that's what it was because it was my ovulation week so i was supposed to be feeling cute and nice and amazing but i just felt anxious and tired and like ew it was not a good time um but with that being said i feel like one of my main takeaways from the full moon eclipse week was how important, especially for me, grounding exercises and practices are, and just the reminder of how much they actually work. You know, things like, and especially this full moon, because it was in Taurus, so, you know, it's kind of like an earthy grounding sign. You were supposed to do things that were, like, sensual, or, you know, just, like, physical things, like sensory activities. I don't know. For me, things like taking a bath, um, working out, yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, lavender, you know, calming scents like that all really help. Um, I have a massage gun that I have not, I hadn't used it in a while. I don't know why, but I used that. And I slept really good Thursday and Friday. So thank God. Um, yeah. Oh my God. My throat just got so dry. Dude, the air quality has been like bad here and I wonder if that's, like, why I have issues sometimes. Anyway, we have a lot of topics to talk about today. I feel like I just read a lot of articles. I feel like you guys sent me some good topics to talk about. Someone tagged me in a TikTok about it, an article with an important topic. So, also, it's, like, literally about to get dark. So, we're just going to see how this episode goes. Hopefully, it's a longer one. The first thing I wanted to talk about, and this was actually... Um, requested as a specific topic. I wish I could remember who sent it to me. She, I think she DM'd it to me. Shout out to you. You know who you are. She asked me to talk about men who purposefully try to lower women's self-confidence. And this is called negging. Um, but it's also like, I feel like a whole kind of genre of guys on the internet. And like, 
I don't know, certain, like, Reddit guys, you know, they just want to, like, I don't know, it's just, like, the vibe I get. Kind of, like, an incel-ish, but I feel like also in general, this, you can run into this kind of behavior anywhere. anywhere. Also, wait, sign now before we get started. Started, started. Um, I had the best coffee two days in a row from Starbucks. Each time, it gave me anxiety, and I did not even finish it, but I just, I don't know. So, I have a coffee today that's mostly decaf um just because i'm like kind of addicted to the vibe but i don't think i'm addicted i just can't which i think is good like i'm just gonna stop but the coffee was so good it was a cold brew with oat milk and three pumps of brown sugar syrup and the first time i got it especially they put so much oat milk in it and it was so creamy and just like the perfect amount of sweet it was so good like fuck and i couldn't even finish it because i just like got too much anxiety and it was only a grande like bitch whatever maybe i'm just getting more in tune with myself because of the full moon and i was doing so much meditation and i just like don't need this starbucks anymore anyway <laughs> but like actually like why is this if i i could drink a large duncan cold brew and like i would not feel good after but you know i could tolerate like i wouldn't get anxiety anyway so I'm sure we've all like run into a guy like this. And for me, I feel like um, I I feel like it's always most prominent when I'm like out at a bar and like a random guy approaches me and my friends. And you can just immediately tell, you know, because it's one thing to ex- and we're going to talk about that as well. Kind of, you know, when you're already in a relationship and they just kind of start making comments to you maybe about how you look or they're just kind of like they start bringing you down um like criticizing you that's the word so i just literally looked it up because i was like okay i kind of know what you know this is but i just want to get like a definition so there's literally like i literally googled like guys who try to lower girls confidence and there's a website called girlsaskguys.com Sounds like something I would have loved in middle school. Um, But someone had, like, asked this and someone had replied, like, oh, like, why do, like, I I feel like it was, like, a specific situation with, like, oh, this guy really seems to like my friend. Like, he always looks at her, but then whenever he talks to her, he just, like, says such rude things about how she looks or, like, whatever, like, brings her down. Um, And there's a difference between, like, playful flirting and, like, you know, you just kind of have banter with someone or, like, you can kind of fuck around with each other in that way. But that is not, like, direct criticizing attacks that are one-sided, you know? So the person said, and this was kind of, like, obvious. I don't know. I was like, okay, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. But I just wanted, like, the phrasing. Yeah, I wanted the scholarly article of girlsaskguys.com. But they said... (laughs) The more vulnerable you are or like low confidence, because, you know, when I think vulnerable, I think like Brene Brown, like opening up about my emotions, but they mean vulnerable, like to a predator, (laughs) the more, you know, the lower confidence you have, the more likely you are to let a guy use or take advantage of you. And, you know, when a woman know when a woman knows her worth, it can intimidate guys who just want to hit it and quit it. As they said, thank you so much. MIA, MIA citations that's correct right oh my god i haven't been in school in so long um so i feel like that's really true and i just always notice like when guys come up to me at a bar or my friends just like okay perfect example i don't know if you guys watched this is literally like the situation i'm specifically thinking of if you guys watched my someone with a BBL goes to their hometown vlog in this past, I forget if it was July or August 2021, but you can go watch that vlog. At the end of that vlog, me and my friend are at a bar, literally vlogging, explaining how at the previous bar we had been to, and that's literally why we left the first bar. These two guys came and, you know, ended up sitting with us and we were just kind of like, ew. And they just started making like very rude, low-key comments, especially to my friend, I'm um, just kind of insinuating that she was, like, dumb. Because um, it was obvious that one of them was, like, kind of more into her. And then the other guy was just, like, there kind of to support her friend. And I was just kind of, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. Um, so we literally left. 
And then as we're like literally vlogging this, like I got it on camera, which is why you can like, I'm like, go watch it if you haven't. Um, we're literally sitting outside. This guy walks by on the sidewalk and he's like, oh, kind of starts to say something to us. And he was like, um, tell me one thing about yourself that is like, like basically like, what do you bring to the table besides your looks? Tell me something about yourself besides your looks that would make me interested in talking to you. You tell there's me. really it's nothing. Here. It's just our looks here. Yeah. That's I don't it. think there's much substance to yeah. us. Nothing? Nothing. nothing. So we're uh, done. Tell me something. <laughs> what do we gain out of that? What do you gain? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what do I gain? It's like, wait, what do, wait, I, what gain? do I gain? <laughs> I'm asking you the question. What would I get out of a conversation with you that I'm I already probably, know about myself? I tell you to talk to Yeah, like there's like nothing. Okay. And we're just like, we're not dumb. Like, like I'm not going to sit there and like try to prove myself to this literally ugly, disgusting old man. Like, not even to be mean, but he was just like so ugly. Like, not that that's what matters. It's like, if he had been nice, like he wouldn't be so disgusting visually. But like, with, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I was horrified on so many levels. So, like, I'm not about to play, when I say I'm not down, I mean, I'm not about to play along with this game. So we're both, like, nothing. Like, we literally don't bring anything else to the table. Like, sorry. And he's like, oh, well, there must be something. You're telling me, like, there's nothing. We're like, no. Like, obviously, you're the one that's interested. You know, this random disgusting man is harassing us. We did not strike up this conversation. Obviously, you're the one that wants us, and you see that we are, like, young, like, a lot younger than you. Hot. Cute probably look vulnerable because it's just like two girls sitting alone you know so he's like let me see if i can lower their confidence and make them feel insecure that they're just stupid women and we're like so sorry but no but that's kind of probably like why he did that so if anyone if any man comes like a random man comes up to you and starts saying that kind of shit or like you know oh like say a guy wants to buy you a drink at a bar a guy comes up to you at a bar or in public or just anywhere and like I don't know, it makes a weird comment like, oh, you really chose to wear that? Or like, what's something you bring to the table besides your looks? Or like, whatever weird... It can really catch you off guard because it's like just odd, especially for someone you literally just met to like say something rude. So it's almost like... I mean, I did not feel this way in this situation, but especially if someone were to directly point out something like, oh, you really wore that? Or like, I don't know, whatever stupid thing they say, you just have to be mindful and be like, this is the game they're playing and they want me to feel insecure so that they can feel like... I'm easier to attain, you know? So do not take it personally. It's not even about whatever it is that they're saying, you know? It's literally just about them trying to, like, assert themselves. And, like, obviously they are literally horrifyingly, disgustingly, like, not assertive and not able to talk to women or, you know, whoever it is they're attracted to if that's the strategy that they're doing. So literally don't take it personally. It's not about the shoes. It's not about how you look. It's not about whatever fucking thing. It's about them being a dumb bitch. <laughs> really passionate. Um, so that's like kind of one area. But then another side of it is like you're already in a relationship with someone and they just you kind of notice that they criticize you a lot or they've started to criticize you more as the relationship goes on. So I referenced our handy dandy, as Bougie Billy would say. Bible, why does he do that? Inside the minds of angry and controlling men. Um, if you haven't read this by now, bitch, you need to. Um, page 117, let me just like find the specific reference. Control begins in subtle ways. I wanted to read. Yeah. Control, so this is like how abuse begins. And the bullet point is he's controlling. So then it says, the control usually begins in subtle ways, far from anything you would call abuse. He drops comments about your clothes or your looks, is a little negative about your family or one of your good friends, starts to pressure you to spend more time with him or to quit your job or to get a better job, starts to give too much advice about how you should manage your own life and shows a hint of impatience when you resist his recommendations, or begins to act bothered that you don't share all of his opinions about politics, personal relationships, music, or other tastes. So there's that. Then there was an Elite Daily article by Griffin Wynn. And they said conflict is, it, you know, there's one thing to have conflict in a relationship or to disagree about something 
or whatever. But conflict is a two-way street, while criticism is personal and one-sided and usually like a a direct attack on the other partner. A partner who frequently criticizes, doesn't know how to communicate, doesn't care about your feelings, and may fail to realize the relationship must work between the two of you. Heavy criticism is a red flag to end the relationship, period. Um, So what can we do about this? Communicate. Let them know how you received their comment. Both parties must understand intent, each other's different experiences, and if, you know, words are lining up with actions or not. So, you know, maybe you're, maybe it's the start of abuse. Maybe your partner, you know, has just had an off few weeks. Maybe they're stressed at work. I don't know. And they just have been not really even thinking about how they're coming across to you. So... The important thing is to communicate because like I was talking about in the last episode, I believe, you know, it's, I mean, in this situation, I don't want to say it's, it's not necessarily about like what's happening. It's about what's happening, but it's, you can't, I don't know. I think the best way to like move on from whatever happens is through communicating it because then you can kind of see, you obviously give them a chance to like explain themselves and then you hopefully get the chance to explain how you feel, but then you also get to see how they react when you call not, I mean, call them out on it, but also just like share that it hurts you, you know, like how are they going to react to that? Are they going to be like, Oh, are they going to gaslight you? Like I haven't even been criticizing you. You're just too sensitive. Are they going to like deny it? Are they going to like, I don't know, whatever weird thing they do. (laughs) Hopefully, you know, they're just like, wow, I didn't know it was affecting you like that. I'm sorry, I will be better. And then their actions will reflect that as well. Um, so, yeah, kind of like with the first example of a random at a bar approaching you for the first time, it's like, don't, especially that, it's like, it's harder if you're in a relationship. But for that specifically, don't take it personally. Like, recognize it for what it is, which is a manipulation strategy they want you to and I'm not saying this is like for the first example, (laughs) they want you to feel less than so then they can exert more control over you and then get you to come home with them at the end of the night, whatever the fuck they want. Um, in a relationship, if you start noticing more criticism or whatever, you you just have to like, honestly read this book. But (laughs) again, that could be like multiple different things and not necessarily just like, so black and white but it's important to be able to recognize it recognize how you feel recognize patterns um and then be able to communicate your feelings to your partner and how what they're doing is affecting you i will also put the and this is something i should have been doing but i'll also put the number for the national domestic violence hotline down below and then i also found a number that you can text so if you have phone anxiety you can also text it I'll just put it down below. I feel like if I read it, who's, are you guys really going to like write that down right now? I'll just put it in the description. Anyway, so that's kind of my thoughts on that, what I've learned. Um, But yeah, I would really recommend this book. And yeah, criticism from a random that you just meet is different than criticism in a relationship. But sometimes they can be kind of, they can kind of come from the same root, you know, because the relationship criticism could be abusive or, you know, this, like how abuse begins controlling, they're trying to control how you look or like, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to get a different job. You need to blah, blah, blah. It could be, but if a random's telling you that, bitch, get the fuck out of here, you dumb. Like, oh, oh my God. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, dude, knowledge is really power because it's like when you know what something is, even if you have emotions about it, it's so much easier to, like, step away from the situation, you know? Anyway. (laughs) We do not want random men on the street, a random man in the bar to bully us. Like, I will bully you back. I mean, not really. Like, I don't want to die, but, like, I just like... Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Like, what? fuck um yeah someone okay i didn't really plan on talking about this today but it's kind of like 
intertwined with that, like how to react if a random man like criticizes you. Someone asked me how I'm, how I'm so confident. Number one, in a lot of ways, I don't feel like I am. <laughs> Period. Um, but number two. I like I don't know especially when it comes to like dating like being confident in that kind of setting being confident when you go out etc it's like yeah you just kind of have to it's like especially when dealing with men it's just like you really do your research and you like read this book and you're like there's so much shit I don't want to deal with and I'm going to spot the red flags immediately so like I'm not going to feel I don't know insecure because it's like what do I have to be insecure about (laughs) okay I'm gonna talk about that a different time so I can actually form an answer but what specifically made me think of it was just like have you seen how disgusting a lot of guys are and it's not to like put that out there that's not like I don't walk around thinking that all the time because if you have a bad attitude you're not gonna like attract a guy or whoever you know who you actually would want to fuck with um but it's like if you just go out somewhere random, like there's just so many dudes who are just like invasive of your space, rude, have a fucking attitude like that. And it's like, ew. <laughs> Literally as if, like as if. Read the book. <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll talk about more I'll talk more about confidence in a later episode, but let me know I guess what you would want me to talk about. So I'm like, how do I even answer that question? Like, I don't know. Anyway, new topic. Let me know your thoughts on that. I'll link this book down below. Love that. Someone, oh wait, my Instacart. My Instacart might get here while I'm still recording. Dude, I got so much like bullshit. Let me just like give you a quick summary of like some of the things I got. Some frozen, oh my God, wait. Some frozen fries, because I have been craving fries since I last had them, which was Wednesday. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm going to juice. Oh, I got some Epsom salts. I got seaweed. I got Skinny Pop White Cheddar Popcorn, because all the popcorn I was making just was not tasting good. Pot stickers, pickles, ramen. This is like a good haul. I just feel like I really needed snacks. Anyway. <laughs> Someone tagged me in this article. Comment your favorite snack down below. From the New York Times. um, When saying, it's called, when saying yes is easier than saying no. And kind of like a trigger warning, I guess, as a kind of, we're not going to get like in depth about that. It's more so about the gray area, but if you're triggered at all, like just so you know. Um, So let me actually, can I even, it was behind a paywall. So let me see if I can... Oh my god, I I hate that. Okay. Let's see if it even still comes up. It does not. (laughs) Good thing I took notes. I was taking notes so fast because I just really, like, didn't want the article to go away before I was able to read it. So I'll link it down below. It is behind a paywall, so if you do have that um, New York Times subscription, you'll be able to read it. But I I summarized it pretty good, like, I think. Um, so basically, this article was about consent and kind of that gray area of consent that so many women um, and, you know, obviously other genders as well, but... You know, speaking from my own experience, and kind of the article was more so about like women's experiences dealing with men. <laughs> um, the gray area. So, for example, when the situation you thought you wanted, you don't, or you know, when it gets to a point where exiting feels harder than saying no would be. Um, gray area consent. They also refer to it as begrudgingly consensual. So it's like technically you said yes. But you, you, it's not like an enthusiastic yes, you know? Um, and I feel like, bitch, if you have not had an experience like this, God bless you, seriously. But I feel like every woman I know, including myself, has had something like this happen. Um, where, you know, it's not like a traumatic R word, but it's just like, 
I didn't really want that to happen or I don't want to be here or I'm just like not completely comfortable. It's just like, mm. um, sometimes yes means, they said sometimes yes means no because it's easier than explaining and sometimes no means yes because you want to, but you don't want to be labeled a hoe. And if you're a man, no, getting the answer no often means try harder. Um, yeah, there's just so many intricacies of our sex lives. And I really like how they said, you know, sometimes no means yes because you want to, but you don't want to be able to hold. Like, that is so true as well, you know? Like, there's just so many rules that we follow or, like, that we feel like we're supposed to follow and, like, this is how it's supposed to look. This is how long you're supposed to wait, make him wait. Don't go home with someone random in that barn. <laughs> um, and I feel like so many things are just so ingrained into our subconscious that it can be hard to know like what we actually even want if you're with someone that you just met and you're like oh i kind of want to hook up but then you have this thought in your head that's like oh i don't want to be a hoe so i'm not going to but then it's like sometimes it's like do i even want to hook up with them or do i just like (laughs) is this just like an idea also this statistic was really interesting 61% of men say that they rely on nonverbal cues, like body language cues from their partners regarding consent, while only 10% of women actually give consent via body language. And I thought this was really shocking. We are so good at just like masking how we feel to, you know, stay safe in a situation, honestly. Because I can even, you know, you could even be like laid up with someone and you just like want to leave so bad or like, it's like, ew, stop touching me. <laughs> but it's like, how would they know? They, like, in their mind, they're probably like, oh, well, she's, like, laying here. Like, if she wanted to leave, she would just get up and leave. But then in our minds, were like, oh, and I think they gave a list of, like, you know, the things that kind of go through our heads. Like, oh, we don't want to hurt their feelings. Or, like, oh, we don't want to have to explain ourselves. Or it's, like, embarrassing. It would be embarrassing to get up and leave at this point. Um... Our idea of what we want is linked to what we think we're supposed to want and what society tells us we should want. So that's kind of also, it kind of goes into like the intricacies and just how it is. Like there's just so much gray area in our sex lives. Um, Young women learn that our bodies exist male sexual pleasure and our power is in attracting male desire and that was a quote from peggy ornstein's book i think girls and sex which i want to read that um and then they kind of wrapped up the article by saying we it's like we're in the nosebleed section of our own sex lives so kind of you know it was an interesting article brought up a lot of good points but then i kind of my takeaway from this was like i need to create my own takeaway (laughs) Um, and just kind of, you know, I guess actions that we can take because I was kind of left feeling like, okay, so now what? (laughs) And especially as someone who's experienced so much of the things that they were talking about, it's like, I, I wanted like a call to action. Like I want steps I can take to like prevent this from happening. And you know, unfortunately in a lot of ways, it's just really hard out here (laughs) because everyone is just so conditioned. Everyone is so conditioned. We live in a society. But everyone is so conditioned to, like, view sex in this specific way and, like, view gender roles, especially when it comes to relationships and sex in specific ways. And we just have to be very... Especially as women dating straight men, we have to be very vigilant in staying true to, like, what we want. Um, Also, that quote of our idea of what we want is linked to what we think we're supposed to want. That really brought me back to, like you know, my first sexual experiences, losing my, quote unquote, losing, you know, my virginity, my sexual debut, as they say, um, and how, if I could go back, I, I would not do, I would not have done that when I did, because I feel like a lot of it for me was like, oh, well, you know, all my friends are doing this. I don't want to be the only one left out. You know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing And obviously there's like a natural curiosity as well, but I think had it been ideal circumstances, I would not have done that because I don't really think I was ready. And I don't think it was something I actually really wanted. I think it was just like a, let's get this over with, which I know is true for so many people. Let me know if you relate in a comment down below. 
or in a message. <laughs> um, and okay, well, I came up with three kind of action takeaway points from this. The first one is moving from a performance-based mindset to a pleasure-based mindset. Um, again, especially as women, we there's very specific ways in which we're expected to act sexually and most all of it is for male pleasure and you know it can really add to a lot of stress which therefore you know on top of like a lot of men um not especially i mean a lot of men in general but i feel like especially like younger men um not you know, pretty much only, especially when it comes to casual sex and whatnot, like pretty much only being there for their own pleasure and experience and not really caring about the woman's experience. Um, so on top of that, there's like this added stress of like, okay, am I sexy? Am I performing well enough? Am I, you know, giving him the best he's ever had? <laughs> Do I look good on top? Lying about orgasm just for the man's benefit so he doesn't feel bad. It's like, what about how I feel? Okay. How do you, how would you like to walk away from this experience without having climax? Like, I don't think you would like that. So why do I have to be okay with it and lie to you so you feel bad? Sometimes it's like you just want to escape the situation and you know you're never going to be in the situation again. So you're like, let me just lie so I can't leave because sometimes they're fucking annoying and it's like I'm not in the mood anymore. And it's like, it's, don't try now. Your time is up. I'm out of here. I'm never talking to you again. I digress. <laughs> so a pleasure-based mindset looks a little fuck i had this whole article up um but it, it just puts you back in your body and there was a quote i referenced a few podcasts ago that was like and i forget where it's from i think it's from this sex therapist tiktok or instagram uh, but it, it's it was from a study that she talked about but it was like, instead of asking, you know, how does my body look, we can ask ourselves, what is my body capable of or how does my body feel? And then in the book, Come As You Are, y'all know another celebrate classic at this point. Um, in, I think it was the section about orgasms and, you know, the orgasm gap and just how straight women or, you know, when women have sex with straight men, um, the rate of orgasm is much lower. So instead of like focusing on orgasm as the goal, and this kind of goes into the whole pleasure, this is the whole pleasure-based mindset. Um, focus on Focusing on pleasure in the moment. So, you know, that may not look like your typical porn scene. You know, that may look like something that's really random or like, it's like, what? Like, this seems like silly. <laughs> I don't know, like, this isn't just... These are the steps. We do this position, this position, this position. He finishes, we're done. Like, no, ew. So yeah, focusing on like how your body feels in the moment. And it can really look often look like slowing everything down because so many men are just like, they just, it's like, they just rush along and it's just like, bro, that's not gonna work for me. Like maybe that works for you, but for majority of women, it does not work. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> so there's that um and you can look look that up um i forget where i saw it but there was a whole wait maybe it was this it was like kind of a funny list because you could kind of tell it was like geared towards like an older audience wait oh yeah 12 ways to change from <laughs> performance to pleasure i think it was this yeah um this is from evolvingmagazine.com Expand your focus. Many couples head right for the genitals. Instead, you know, touch everywhere. Every part of your body is a potential erogenous zone. Use light touch. Give and receive pleasure without any goal. Take your time. Make it playful. Um, gaze into each other's eyes. <laughs> Take turns creating a night of pleasure for your partner. Have a long makeout session. Many women told me that taking time with kissing is what most gets them in the mood. Have a tantric coaching session. I just always think of that episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> Ew. Sorry. <laughs> Not that, but like the episode. Breathe together. This practice literally gets the two of you on the same wavelength. 
dance together or for your partner, show and tell, demonstrate your partner how you like to be touched. This was my favorite one. Maybe I feel like this is designed for an older audience because I'm literally thinking of that Sex and the City episode where they go to that lady's apartment and she demonstrates in front of them and they were like old. <laughs> like, I'm not being ageist. I'm just like, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> Learn the exciting new practice called orgasmic meditation. I can refer you to a coach. <laughs> That'd be a fun video. I try an orgasmic meditation coach <laughs> for a week. <laughs> 10% of, I don't know how updated these statistics are, but I think this article is from 2015. But they said 10% of women are not able to orgasm. Only about a third of women experience orgasm regularly during intercourse. A third could reach orgasm with intercourse but need extra stimulation. A third never achieve orgasm during intercourse, but can by manual and oral stimulation. Think about lovemaking as the journey rather than orgasm as the destination. So that's how you can go from a performance-based mode to a pleasure-based mode. So that point. Also, number two, um, as far as this like gray zone, you know, that so many of us experience, this gray area of consent as well as like kind of within ourselves, like, what do I want? Um, what am I comfortable with? What am I okay with? Well, this is what's helped me. And I don't say this in, like, a victim-blaming way at all. Like, oh, well, maybe if you had done this, you wouldn't be in that situation. But more so, like, I have been in a, a lot of situations where it was, like, mm, kind of a gray zone. This is kind of on the end. Um, and, like, I feel like I experienced less of that now because... It, of this so work this is what's helped me working on my people pleasing tendencies being comfortable saying no practicing saying no putting my discomfort and or should i say putting my comfort before theirs so like oh i don't want to hurt their feelings but what about my feelings i'm uncomfortable if they're if i'm gonna hurt their feelings by telling them that i want to leave or that i'm uncomfortable why am i even here to begin with um, and like, yeah, so putting my needs before theirs. So doing all of those things has really helped. And then also just being clear in myself of like what I want. So I've kind of learned that I really don't like casual sex because I've often found that, you know, a lot of men are not really, I don't know. I just usually don't have a good time. And I think part of it is the fact that a lot of men just don't really care about the woman's pleasure as much and then also I'm just a lot more comfortable with someone that I'm like dating and really like and I will just have a better time that way because it's like I don't know connection so that's like for me um so I don't really like to do a hookup um also if I am I don't know really drunk I've kind of learned you know let me have a rule to make sure I just go home by myself put myself to sleep <laughs> Because bad things can happen when you really fucked up. Um, so that's, those are just like some things I've learned. And I've just gotten a lot more clear. And that's helped a lot. Then I'm just not going to be as likely to put myself in a situation. And that... Again, I do not say that in like a victim blaming way. But like I know it's like, oh, let's say this guy that I kind of like or think is cute. It's like, oh, like come over and like let's chill. It's like... Well, even if it's, like, part of me wants to, it's, like, I know I'm not 100% ready for that, so I'm just not even going to put myself in the situation. I'm going to say no at the jump before I'm even there and have to say no because I know I don't really want that, you know? But then that's kind of when the other things go into play because maybe you do want that. You're, like, yeah, I'm down. Whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm I'm, I'm a fuck with it. You go over, but then halfway through... you decide you decide you don't want to like then you know working on your people pleasing being comfortable saying no putting your own needs before theirs etc um why is that like so fucking scary order dropped off okay um <laughs> not like the something like knocking on my door like the worst experience ever okay <laughs> um yeah so then you can use those tools. Um, because that's true too. Like sometimes you don't know you don't want something until you're in the midst of it. And that's even more of like a gray zone. Because then it's also like, 
you might even feel bad like oh I don't want to hurt their feelings because I did think I wanted this and it's not even about them necessarily it's just like about me but it's just like you just have to keep practicing like putting your own comfort levels first own self first because like the thing is it's like oh I don't want to hurt their feelings or make them feel awkward or create an awkward situation but it's like if I was with someone and they didn't want to I would want them to say something like you know it's called having empathy and understanding and caring about someone's feelings. So, like, yeah. Um, also, with all of that being said, some men are just really unpredictable and violent. So, if, like, sometimes none of this could even go to plan and you're just in a fucked situation, um, turn a warning, but that can happen too, you know? And so that's why I'm really just emphasizing, like, this is not about, this is not, like, victim blaming. And this, also, all these tips are not, like, a guaranteed (laughs) great everything's great now i'm never gonna deal with this again just because you know when another person is involved period but then also men are statistically just like not good people so there's that (laughs) so the third kind of takeaway or point i found in myself was like this is what i wrote let me explain education and awareness on what situations mean (laughs) so I'm trying to think of a specific example, but it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier with, you know, if a man, if a random man criticizes you, it's like, I'm not going to take that personally because I have the education and awareness to know he's trying to manipulate me right now. So it's kind of like that type of vibe or like if you're, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're worried, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. It's going to make them feel bad. It's like, why would they feel bad about me saying that I'm uncomfortable, you know? Like, that would be a red flag. That, that's more than a red flag at that point. Like, that would be fucked up. So I'm going to take the risk and say it anyway because my feelings are bad and important and my experience is important and I'm not going to do something I don't want to do or I'm not comfortable with. Um, so I hope that makes sense. If you can think of another better example, let me know. Uh, but that was kind of that. It was all in all, even, you know, without the takeaway points that I kind of craved at the end of the article it was a very validating article because I feel like this is something a lot of women deal with and I feel like the article really focused on that kind of gray area because a lot of you know with the me too movement and all of that talk about consent and whatnot um not that it's just like that was more about just I don't know like this is just a very specific like gray area that I feel like is often kind of overlooked And it's just, but I feel like we all deal with it so much. But then it's like, oh, like, is my experience valid? Like, I was uncomfortable in a situation, but was I really essayed or whatever? Because, you know, initially I said yes, or like, I thought I wanted to, but I didn't. Like, technically, it's not like I said no, and they did it. You know? Um, And it can just be very confusing. But your feelings are valid, bitch. And I feel like everyone fucking has had this happen to them at some point. So, knowledge is power. Education is power. Let me fucking get my Instagram. Everyone's on tapes. Thank God we got our groceries. So excited for my haul. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if you guys know. I think her name is Lisa. I forget her at on TikTok, but she's from Jersey and she just drinks her Dunkin' every day and then gives inspirational quotes. Ugh, fire. <laughs> Slamming. <laughs> Dude, oh my God. Okay, quick story time. <laughs> this guy I know is in Punta Cana. And I literally, two days ago, watched the Real Housewives of New Jersey episode where they went to Punica- Punta Cana. So I was like, wow, small world. And then his friend had commented something that was like, oh, I need a pick in the Jersey, bro. And I was like, Jersey? Like, is it just like a known fact that people from Jersey go here? Like, they're not from Jersey. Like, why would he comment that? And then I was like, oh, he means like, a pic in the jersey, like a picture in the physical article of clothing jersey. <laughs> and then I just thought of all the TikToks where they, it was like jersey day at school and they dress up like Snooky and it's like sports jerseys. <laughs> sports jersey day. <laughs> Fuck. It's like, <laughs> I literally like, <laughs> just like a casual photo and I'm just having this whole thought process about it. Anyway. Last article that I read this week. <laughs> if you are, ever find an interesting article you want my thoughts on, please send it to me. Like, please. So this was actually trending on Twitter. 
and it's called Why Do Humans Keep Trying and Failing at Monogamy? So this article is very interesting. There was a lot of interesting facts, but I just feel like it kind of contradicted itself. So let me just go through the notes I took this morning while I was having my first decaf coffee. (laughs) Again, I will link the article down below if you want to read it for yourself. Um, So the first fact was that true monogamy is very rare, like genetic monogamy. And it's only found in the California mouse and a specific type of rat. Um, But humans are, as well as some other animals, are socially monogamous. Um, And I think they said a large part of the reason for that could be, you know, that we grow up on Disney movies and love balance. Um, But we are socially monogamous and form primary partnerships one at a time. Where did this model come from? What is the function of it? Um, So then, you know, they kind of used, she brought up, oh, well, you know, monogamy doesn't make sense because, you know, the classic tale of, like, men need to spread their seed. And I I did not know this. I thought I knew every sex fact. Did not know this. (laughs) There is a... There's such thing as a mating plug, and it's where sperm coagulates after ejaculation to help. No, that's why it does it. Right? To help block rival sperm from entering the cervix. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently that's true for, like, other... Does that just mean that's why it looks like that? Like, that's why it's like that? Mating plug. Like, what? Um, And then, you know, how monogamy kind of overrides this by only putting your options in the shallow end of the gene pool. Um, But then they went on to talk about how monogamy does not necessarily equal marriage. And throughout history, men have expected to have a wife. Men have been expected to have a wife, but then also have sexual sexual relations with harems, mistresses, enslaved women, etc. Um, and yeah, so the theories for monogamy, if we're not necessarily biologically made, quote unquote, to be monogamous, um, or like have a partner for life. So the first theory was obviously joint child rearing, shared resources, And then it was like, even couples with no intention of having a baby still are hardwired to be exclusive. Then, you know, money and passing money and titles down through the male line. So that's why, you know, the men would have a wife and the men, the man could have mistresses and girlfriends and whatever, but the wife was expected to stay faithful because she's the one having your son. So you want to make sure that's like your son. I didn't really understand why this one was brought up as to why monogamy makes sense. But our ovulation is concealed. So they gave the example of like, I think it was a baboon. Like when a female baboon is ovulating, like her, I don't know if it's her actual butt, but there's some gland that like swells. So, you know, they can actually see when she's ovulating. So it's like a lot of facts. Also, testicle size. So human balls are significantly smaller in relation to our, to their, should I say, body size in comparison to other mammals, specifically chimps, which we are most um, genetically related to. And just that, you know, concept of like size. Um, And this I also didn't really understand, but I think... Was it baboons? It was like something else that was not chimps. Um, The males are a lot bigger in size, like twice the size of the females. So for some reason, that like so the the males were a lot more aggressive over their harems, (laughs) but then like chimps, the males and females are like a lot, usually like a lot more similar in size, and they are more so monogamous. I think is what they're I didn't really understand why that was brought up um, as like a point for like why we're monogamous as humans. It was kind of like what? Um, I mean, it was like interesting facts, but I was still like, what is like the argument being made or like what is the point being made? Um, so then the kind of closing out was that humans are serial, socially monogamous creatures who join forces with 
a sexy pal. Also, the, the author was British, so you can just imagine all of this being said in a British accent. To share resources, possibly co-parent, and watch out for each other. In most societies, monogamy is dominate. Monogamy is the dominant marriage type. But then it was like, but as a species, we're not completely faithful. So it's, I don't know. I think I just expected maybe like a different vibe of an article, like maybe explaining polygamy a little bit more or like, I, it was just kind of confusing because the title of the article is why do humans keep trying and failing at monogamy? But then the like conclusion was like, well, that's just why we do it, but we're not completely faithful though. He <laughs> I don't know, like it it just did not flow exactly how I wanted it to. Like I guess it's like okay, these are the reasons that we are monogamous, but then cuz then it was confusing too. Like, you know, if you're talking about things like concealed ovulation and then like testicle size, as points for, like, why we're monogamous, but then you're saying biologically we're not monogamous, like, you know, it was just a little, I don't know. Can someone explain, like, am I just not getting something? I was just a little confused. Um, but, yeah, I guess I would love your thoughts on this. <laughs> Because I've seen a lot of stuff about polygamy and, like, that kind of thing. And I just haven't really looked that much into it. But I know a couple of people I follow on Twitter have talked about it. And I think, like, practice... I don't know. Um, so I maybe, maybe I just assumed the article was going to go a little more in that direction. I guess the point I'm confused about is why is the article titled Why Do Humans Keep Trying and Failing at Monogamy if you didn't really explain, like, why is it... Like, what are we failing at? Why are we failing? You know, you, you gave points of why we keep trying because of, you know, these reasons of sharing resources and co-parenting um, and having someone to, like, have your back, but, like, why are we failing? If you're also giving reasons of, like... Oh, you know, concealed ovulation and like testicle size because those are like biological. Like, it's like, am I reading it right? So, I would love your thoughts. I bring this up just to say um, a lot of interesting facts in there. And it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, throughout history how society has like changed, but also just like why so many, so much of like, how we are and the practices that we practice and the, the things that we do now, like where they come from, you know, and just how long they've been practiced. Um, but yeah, I would recommend that you read it if you're interested, just because I would honestly love someone else's opinion on this. And it's like, am I just not getting something or like what? But I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Um, yeah, I think, does anyone have any books about like polygamy or more about monogamy and maybe why it works or doesn't work? Because I don't know. I, I guess it's like interesting. It's not something that really, really interests me. But then again, I just don't really know that much about it. Like, you know, ethical non-monogamy, things like that. I know it's kind of like a bit trendy, but I just don't honestly know that much about it. I'm like, I'm trying to work on my interpersonal communication skills as it is. Like I can only focus on one thing at a time. No pun intended. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thoughts. Don't really have a lot of takeaways from that one. More so the takeaway is I'm confused. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's all I have to discuss this week. But again, I would love your guys' thoughts on anything discussed in this episode. I will link all the articles and the book down below. I also have a lot of Black Friday codes that I will link down below as well from a lot of my favorite products from my favorite hydrations to protein powder to CBD I got a lot of good codes easier, so I will try and remember to link those as well. A lot of them are valid until, I believe, Cyber Monday or the day after Cyber Monday. So check that out if you're interested, anything like that. You can check out the list 
Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to post on your IG story, tag me, all of that. Let me know what you want me to talk about next week. And if you find some interesting thing or you think of something, you're like, I want that to be discussed. Let me know. It's not like I know all the answers or by any means. I don't think anyone ever thought that, but just disclaimer. <laughs> but I think it's interesting to like be able to talk about things on here. I really enjoy it. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.